Shalom, shalom, sis. How you doing? How you doing? I'm well. How are you? How are you? All right. Let me want me give a warm welcome to all of our audience out there in uh, media land. Shalom, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, this is your boy Ezekiel Ben Israel coming back at you from Nation Not Desire, and uh, we got a special guest on tonight. Now y'all heard from her in the first part. We're gonna hear from her again today. Sister Aman, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Beautiful, beautiful. So what we're gonna do, everybody, is we're gonna go in on the second part of the beginning series, where it all began. And we're gonna start off in uh, Genesis, the second chapter. But before we get started, let's talk to Sister Aman a little bit, find out what's going on with her. Sister Aman, what's going on with you? Tell her, tell everybody what's going on with you. How you doing today? Um, I would say the last 24 hours have been um, sort of like a roller coaster. Um, today, it's, it's been a little more mediocre and um, positive and high vibrational. I did get off my square probably like an hour ago, and I've just been getting myself back together, um, level-headed. Um, and now, yeah, I'm feeling well. I'm feeling you know, excited about the rest of my day. Okay, okay. <laughs> True. Now, when you say square, help us to understand what you're talking about, because I'm, I'm kind of new to that one. Oh, my bad. Um, off my square, would, I, I mean, like, off my kilter. Like, usually I'm like, uh, when I wake up, I'm happy immediately. You know, I pray or whatever. I talk to my spiritual team. Okay. And, you know, I get into what I need to do with it throughout my day. Now, if something that... Um, makes me feel a little negative or makes me think negative or want to say something negative that's getting me off of my square because that's not what my mind does or what my mouth you know says or what my energy really portrays no negativity so So one thing so sorry so you're just basically trying to keep things positive exactly okay okay well hey god god that's um that's a beautiful thing so um, I want you to just, you know, introduce yourself to uh, the community and everything, all of our listeners, so they'll know pretty much, you know, where you're coming from, you know, what some of your issues you're battling and all that good stuff. Because as we go in, we're going to be able to help out a lot of younger people and older people with this teaching. So without further ado, everybody, we're going to go ahead and go in. Okay, uh, and, and, and the reason why I thought it was a good idea to start uh, in the beginning is because this is where everything originated that we're experiencing in the earth today. So the Heavenly Father, he has answers to all of our questions. It's just a matter of will we allow ourselves to be patient enough and he gives you the patience. It's not something that you conjure up within yourselves. He gives you the patience to wait, but you have to pray for that. You have to pray for everything. The Bible says we got to pray for all things. Whatever we need, we have to pray for it. And we have to go to him because he provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So let's go ahead and go in. Uh, Sister mine, you got your um, digital Bible or your, uh, I know you said you like using the page Bible, which is a good thing. But uh, for me and for me concerned is showing everything 
digital is really fast, a lot faster. So it's really helpful to me as far as like doing the show. Yeah, I have been right now. Okay, so where we're going is we're going to uh, the second chapter of Genesis. The second chapter of Genesis. Did you get a chance to um, get you a copy of the Apocrypha yet or no? No. Okay, well that's something that we're going to have to make sure you get. Uh, you can use the internet up, in, up until that time now. Okay. Okay, so let's, um, before we get started, everybody, let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to say to our Father, prayer, sister of mine, you can just follow along with me. Okay. Okay, okay our Father. Our Father. Which art in heaven. Which art in heaven. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Thine kingdom come. Thine kingdom come. Thine will be done. Thine will be done. On earth. On earth. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. And forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. As we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil. But deliver us from the evil. For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the power. And the glory. In the glory. Forever. Forever. In Christ's name we pray. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so uh, if you want to, Sister Amon, I'm going to have you to do the read, and I'm just going to elaborate as we go along. Uh, okay. So, uh, let me see. Let me get there. Okay, you ready? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Genesis 2, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Okay, stop right there. Let's let's go into that. It says the heavens and the earth. Why does it have an S on the end of heaven? We're gonna find out. Give me hmm. give me Genesis 1, 8 through 9. 1, 8 through 9. Mm-hmm. Genesis 1, 8 through 9. Because the Bible says, with all thine getting. Get an understanding. So that's what yeah. that's what this teaching, that's what this uh, session is all about, is making sure that you, as well as all of our listeners, get a well-rounded understanding of what the Father is saying. And God called the firmament heaven in the evening and the morning or the second day. Okay, so going down to nine. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together onto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Okay, so that's one heaven right there. Where from the from the from the from the earth up to where the birds fly. The limitation of where the birds as high as a bird can go. I'll say it's a condor, because a condor is the highest flying bird, to my knowledge. Okay, so that's that's one heaven. Now let's let's go to Genesis 1, 14 through 15. Genesis 1, 14 through 15. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let, the, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. 
and it was so. Okay, so that's the second type of heaven out in the solar system. Now that's that's heaven number that's heaven number two there. Okay. Okay, because you say, I mean, not you, but because it says the firmament. Let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. That's right. Oh, okay. That's right. Hmm. That's right. Because bird can birds fly out into the stratosphere? No. Okay, so then that's another level. You wow. see that? You see that? Okay. So let's go to Second Corinthians twelve and two. Second Corinthians twelve. Second Corinthians 12 and 2. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. And by the way, this is uh, the Apostle Paul. Okay, come on. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me write that. This is Paul. 2 Corinthians 12 and 2. Okay. Okay, come on. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. Why God is that? Because he he was in he was seeing a vision. He was he was he was in a trance. Okay, come on. God knoweth such and one caught up to the third heaven. Did you hear that? God knoweth such and one caught up to the third heaven. So the first heaven caught up to the third heaven? No, he was caught <laughs> up to the third heaven. Paul was caught up to the third heaven so the Lord could show him things in the third heaven so like dimensions different so, dimensions. so yeah absolutely this is this is where this is outside of time now he's outside of time because the first and second heaven are dictated time remember so he's outside of time now so he's in, he's in the Lord's dwelling place now the most high Wow, so that's why whether in the body I cannot tell or whether yeah, I was hey, hey, he couldn't tell. He didn't know what was all he could do was just follow watch and li listen and learn. That's all he could do because he could he didn't know what the Lord how the Lord did what he did, but he brought the Lord brought him into his dimension. I knew a man in Christ. So what is it what does he mean when he says I knew a man in Christ above fourteen years ago? What does that mean? Let's go. Let's go up to the first verse. Read that, because we don't want to get we don't want to get off of that we dealing with heaven. So I don't want to. These are oh, questions. Okay. You know what I'm saying? These are questions I can. Because you know how you get off here and you go over here and pretty soon, pretty soon you ain't talked about the second chapter yeah. of Genesis no more. So that's why okay. I say it's okay. Write that down. Write that down. You know, right now. You know. Okay. Write that down. And then we'll we'll cover that. Um, we'll do a chop up and we'll cover those questions. All right. So, read that again for me, though. Verse 1? Verse 2. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. God knoweth. Such so, and one... Uh -huh, come on. Such and one caught up to the third heaven. Uh-huh. Okay. So... So I so I brought I took you there to show you that there are three levels of heavens. Mm. See, okay. so we covered the the two the two earth the two what a earth and then 
the, the, uh, the uh, solar system, which is the second, and then now he's in the third heaven, which we're, we're the most high and his son Christ abides in the angels. Okay, so wow. let's go to, uh, let's go to Acts 7 and 9, Acts 7 and 9. It's going to be a real good study. You know, it's always going to be good when, I, when I'm doing it. All right, <laughs> so Acts 7 and 9, because I, I don't take you lightly. You know, you know what, I, you know, the, the problem is that, you know, we have many teachers, but all are not called to teach, all are not called to preach, all are not called to be apostles, yeah. all are not called to be evangelists. You have to know if you have a passion to do the area and then you would, you would do that area like, man, like it ain't no tomorrow. I, I teach you, I teach one person as though I was teaching a thousand. That's the Lord's will. Okay, so give me Acts 7 and 9, because you just as, a, your, your soul is just as important to me, sister, as a thousand sisters. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you being, a, being uh, astute and being attentive. So come Thank on, you. you're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, Acts 7 and 9, give me that. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. But God was with him. Hold on, hold on. Right, am I the right one? No, I think I was, uh, I think something got thrown off there. I think maybe that was a glitch. Okay, so we're going to stop at um, 2 Corinthians 12 and 2. Yeah, because I, I think that was that came from somewhere else. I'm on a, <laughs> I'm on a digital Bible, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. Let's, uh, it, it, that didn't even fit, did it? I'm, does, you see what I'm saying? So, right, I was just over here like, huh, yeah. that does sound interesting, but I, <laughs> see, now I have see, like other questions. Yeah, so but. see, you do have some level of understanding, thank God, right? Right. Okay, so um, okay, so the the Lord got a sense of humor too, so, you know. So, all right, right, yeah. So let's um, let's get back to the main text, Genesis two and two. Genesis two two. Mm-hmm. And on the seventh day, God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. Come on down to three. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Okay, now the word the, the word sanctified means simply set apart. Okay, it's, it's special to God. Divine. Okay? Yeah, sanctified, sanctified. Okay. And the word sanctified means set apart. It means special. Okay. So uh, mm. give me Exodus 16, 23 to 29. What we're dealing with now is the seventh day. Okay. Which is, which is the Sabbath. We're going to be dealing with several things in the second chapter of Genesis. So I need you to pay real close attention and take notes. And, and if you got questions, ask them questions. Okay. Cause we, we're going to be going in. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so we're going to be dealing with the seventh day, which is the Sabbath of the Lord. Okay. What uh, they, today in today's society, the Roman Catholic Church and and and, and the, the the other nations, they say that Sunday is the day, but that's a lie. That's a that's a false teaching. That's falsehood. The the true day of worship, as far as the Lord is concerned, the Creator of the ends of the earth, is Saturday. Okay, and we finna we finna we finna prove that. Um, go to Exodus. Okay. Yes. 
Come on. So that Sabbath means Saturday. Sabbath means the seventh day. So oh. the seventh day is Saturday according to our calendar. Right. Okay, because the first day of the week is what? Sunday. On any calendar, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go to Exodus 16, 23 to 29, because this is the reason why a lot of Israel, a lot of our Hebrew, Hebrews and Shebrews out there are suffering today. I mean, financially, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, all yeah. because of this one day that they don't recognize. There are, there, are, there are so many blessings wrapped up in honoring the Lord's Sabbath. Okay, give me Exodus 16, 23 through 29. And he said unto them, this is that which the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today and see that ye will seize and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. Any questions about that? I feel as if they're saying this is the day of um, what is it? What is it? What is the word that I'm looking for? The day of offering, the day of uh, giving thanks to the Lord and bake what you're going to bake, um, do what you're going to do and everything that you have, you'll keep for the next morning. But this is the day that we give thanks to the Lord. Okay, that's not what it's saying. Let's read it no. again. Let's read it again. Okay. And he said unto them, this is that which the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Okay, so tomorrow is the Sabbath the Lord has sanctified unto himself as the Holy Sabbath day. That's basically what that's saying. Okay, come on. Bake that which you will bake today. Okay, and whatever you're going to bake. Do you bake? Yes. Okay, what do you? What, what's one of your favorite uh, baking dishes? Um... A Butterfinger cake. Okay, okay. Uh, something else? Brownies. I really like brownies. Okay, okay. So, so bake those brownies today or that Butterfinger cake today. Okay, come on. And see that ye will see. And, and see, there's another word for boil. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so like if you're making stew or something that you'll boil on, on, on the top of the stove or whatever, soups or whatever. Do that, oh. do that today, okay? Come on. And that which remaineth over, lay up for you to be kept until the morning. Now, the reason why the Lord said that is because you cannot make a fire. You can't even use a microwave oven on the Sabbath day, okay? So he said, bake that which you'll bake, right? And, and 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 boil that that you'll boil on top of the stove and just leave it there so it does and don't put it in the refrigerator and i will keep it supernaturally for you and it won't spoil what yeah it's a super it's a supernatural thing that the lord does because you honor in his day he shows you that that's how that's one of the ways he shows you that his power will be with you if you trust him. See, all these ways, the Lord uses several different ways to gradually show us that his power 
is working for us and with us as we obey him more and more and more. Read it one more time. Right. And he said unto them, this is that which the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today and see that ye will see and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. See that? Lay it up. Just leave it there. After it stops cooking, you turn the fire out, leave it there on the stove. I'll take Thank care you. of it. It won't spoil. Why, why does the Lord do that? Because he knows that you like to eat food hot. Yes. You like you, do, you don't want it to be cold. So why why would he that's why he said just lay it up, leave it right there. Don't don't put it in the refrigerator, don't put it in another bowl, leave it right in the pot, let it stay, let it stay hot as long as you, as possible. Because normally a person doesn't eat. The last time that they eat is like around 8 p.m. So at, yeah. by that time the food is still at least warm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so you can eat still. Yeah. But yeah. No fire. No fire. No more cooking. Because Friday is the day of preparation. That's when right here is talking about the day of preparation, which is Friday before the Sabbath comes in. So that by the time right, the so Sabbath tomorrow that's, is the of the Holy Sabbath. That's right. So okay. Friday is the day that you're preparing. That's why it's called the day of preparation. It's the day that you prepare for the Sabbath. You see? Okay, so let's move on. Uh, well, actually, no, let's move on down because there's some, some more good stuff in there. Go all the way down to verse 29. And if you have any questions, uh, just stop after you read the whole verse and then we'll cover that. Okay, cool. And they laid it up till the morning as Moses bade. And it did not stink, neither was there any warmth therein. See that? That's the miracle. <laughs> That's the miracle. That's the miracle. See, okay, come on. I'm telling you, you gonna get me started. Come on, come on, come on. And Moses said, eat that today, for today is the Sabbath unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. Ye shall not find it in the field. Uh-huh. So you don't even go out, you don't even go out to shop. So the field, they, went, they actually had crops back in that day which we don't have land today because we're in the land of our captivity and they pretty much, you know, Esau tells us uh, what we can do, what we can do, what lands we can own, what land. Back then we had our own land. We was in our own land, okay? But still, we can still honor the Lord's Sabbath even though we're in captivity because of how he set it up, okay? So, uh, so read that again. And they laid it up. Oh, wait, is that the right one? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, verse 21, verse 24 is right. Come on. Okay. And they laid it up till the morning as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any warm therein. So was that put in refrigeration? No. no. Of course not, because why would they have to say, why, why would they even uh, make an effort to say it did not stink? Of course it wouldn't stink if you refrigerated it. Even then, back then, they didn't have refrigeration. They basically used salt to preserve stuff. So, right. so, so look at this. You see? <laughs> So there it is. That's the miracle. You see what I'm saying? Okay, come on. Right, because God said that. that that's right. And because they simply obeyed what he said, no matter what, how simple it was, it was a, it was a miracle that was created out of it. 
Okay, come on. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is the Sabbath unto the Lord. Today ye shall not find it in the field. That's right. Six days, six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be nine. So basically, from Sunday, from Sunday till Friday evening, ye shall gather it. But on the seventh day, Saturday, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. Okay? All right, let's come on. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord and said. The, like Moses exactly. said. Come on. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? Come on. See, for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day, the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. No shopping. No matter what the excuse is. I'm hungry, Lord. I gave you two days. I gave you two days. It's also a matter of discipline. Also, the Lord is teaching us discipline. So the Lord wants us to obey him concerning that Sabbath day. Because that Sabbath day was made for us. That that day actually separates us from all the rest of humanity. Because we are special people, right? Remember he chose us? We sanctified unto him? Well, he sanctified a day also unto him. That we supposed to honor him with that day. In a special way. We live for the Lord. We try to live for the Lord every single day according to his law and statutes and commandments. But this is a, a certain day that he wants certain things done and certain things not done. And so you spend no money on Sabbath. You, no. And we're going to cover that. Let's uh, okay. let's go on down to 29. Have we finished 29? Yeah. Okay, 29. Okay. So Exodus 31, 13 through 17. Let's do that. Exodus 31. And which one verse? It'll be 13 through 17. Okay. Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep. And why, For it and, and why shall we keep it? See, the Lord, he never leaves us without explanation and understanding to the majority of what he says. Some things he speaks to us in similitudes, but for the most part, he wants us to understand everything that he's saying some things we can't understand but we want to understand them only in the time that he wants us to understand them but we will in due time understand them okay so so give me exodus 31 13 through 17. speak thou also unto the children of israel saying very verily my sabbaths ye shall keep Uh uh-huh for it is the sign between me and you it's a sign that's what it is it's a sign, a sign between him, the Heavenly Father, and the, and, and the Lord Christ, between them and his creation, his chosen people, the children of Israel. Wow. Throughout your generation. Throughout your generation, which means this, this never stops. Right. Pass this on generation to generation. That, I want that, That's right. Come on. That ye may know that I am the Lord, that 
sanctify you. He, so that you'll know as you celebrate this, attached to this, you celebrate that, you will also know every time as a reminder that I am the Lord that has sanctified or set you apart to be a people chosen by me for me. Yep. yep. You see that? It's amazing. It's amazing, ain't it? And it's really amazing. It's just like, it seems like a lot of love. A oh. lot of love. Exactly, exactly. Like you said, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Hey, check check it out. Did you hear that? Did you hear Did you, you know I got a song out called Amazing Grace? <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, didn't. I'm gonna send it to you. Let, I'm gonna find out what I'm gonna see. How, I'm gonna see what you think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, so that's what's. Uh, let me see. So, 13. Come on down to 14. Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defiles it shall surely be put to death. Okay. Let's stop Ooh. there. Now let me show you something. Is the Lord fair? Of course he's fair. Okay. Yeah. So he 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 gives us many warnings. The Bible says that warning always comes before destruction. He gives us people who will, will teach us and actually show us in the Bible. And when when people die in their sin, when they die re rebellious, the Lord know that the Lord has given them opportunities because He doesn't want to kill any any of the children of Israel. But he always gives you warning because we all have different lifespans that we to live and then we he takes us he takes us home right yeah so so you might have uh, a lifespan of 70 years here on the earth i might have a lifespan of 60. we don't know we don't know when our day is but all all the lord requires for us is to obey him until that day comes okay yeah. so so okay so where we at now Let's, let's do 14 again. Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defiles it shall surely be put to death. Uh-huh. For who, whosoever doeth any work there. There it goes. So, so don't get a job that they say you had to work on Saturday. I don't care how much it pays. The Lord is telling us, don't do any work on that. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, see, judgment must always come to the house of God first. Judgments came to me first before I even taught you this lesson. Okay. I have turned down so many jobs. The first thing I look for is the days I got to work. If I, if I, <laughs> it, and, and if, and if I have an option not to work on Saturday, those are the first things I look for. I don't look at the pay first. You know, I look at how many days, what days, and if that's good, then I look at the rest. Right. You see, you, you see what I'm saying? But our people, because they they know that they, they, coming from the Christian church, the what a post Constantine Christian church, and I'll break that down to you later on, later on down the road. What well, they, when they, the first thing they think of is. is um, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Exactly. <laughs> that's the first thing they think about is that moolah, that money. You know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. not what's that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is honoring your God because He gives you power to gain wealth, the Bible says. He can you you can okay, I'll put it like this. Let's 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 let me give you a scenario. Let's mm -hmm. say I'm out of work. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm out of work for six months. Right? Mm -hmm. 
Now, normally, I probably, on an average, would have been making at least, let me see, I'm gonna be fair, 2,500 a month. So you multiply six times 25, can you do the math for me? Six times 2,500? Yeah. 15,000. Okay, 15,000 in six months I normally would have made. Then in the seventh month, the Lord blesses me with a job because of my faithfulness. He blesses me with a job that makes double that. So I never lost anything. <laughs> you see, 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 that's, that's how he does. And, and, and until I get the, the yeah, and, and until I get the job, until I get the job, he, he sustains me. Family comes over. Just, just stopping by to see how you're doing. I brought you, brought you yeah, just br brought you this, uh, this, uh, stew I made. <laughs> you just living life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, no, no worries because he wants us to trust him. You see, that's what it's all about. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. So he's teaching us gradually how to trust him trust him that's why it's important to have good teaching in the bible because if you don't have good teaching you don't have a foundation whereby you can begin to trust him yeah you see you're just kind of like wandering in, in the dark stumbling as you go okay so um give me uh let's go on down to 17. let's go well let's go on down uh from 14. oh wait hold on i'm about to again so it's 13 14 right yeah you can read it again if you like Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Now, it doesn't mean as soon as you go that first day on a Saturday, the Lord going to kill you. What it simply means <laughs> is based upon the time frame the Lord has given you on this earth. If you're caught violating the Sabbath, the Lord's going to take you out that day that you're supposed to be taken out in violation of his commandments. That's what that means. Okay. Okay. But, but back in the Old Testament times, back then, he put you to death on the spot. So you probably get like one chance and then you can't do it again. That's right. Because they taught the law. See, see, they were, they, they were in control of, of their land. They could teach laws. They had, a, had kings. And, well, not kings, but Moses was in charge. He was the, called the, the greatest prophet of all the time. He was teaching them, so they had guidance. It wasn't like they had to walk in the dark and stumble because they didn't know the law. They knew the law. You see, so so they were they had to they had to be punished for that. The Lord don't punish us for what we don't know. So um okay so um okay so uh yeah come on down with me. Six days may work be done. <laughs> but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Whosoever do any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Mm -hmm. Come on. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. Which means it's going to go into the coming kingdom, our kingdom, when we were ruled and when we will reign. When these other nations will be in the hoods and the bad places of the other world. Come on. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. Mm -hmm. 
for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. That's what the Sabbath <laughs> does for you. You know, the devil, he wants to just keep going, keep going, keep going, uh, stress ourselves out. When you get a chance, and, and, I, and I wanted to actually put this in here, the, the benefits of rest. The, ben the benefits, and you know that, rest keeps you beautiful, right? It, it, right. it refreshes your body. Um, when a joint is hurting, it, it, it ain't hurting no more once you get up from that nice sleep. Yeah. It's, it's so many benefits to rest. Your body can heal itself when you're resting. Yes. This is why the Lord has a mandatory day set aside for us, the, his children, to rest because he wants us to stay healthy, to stay strong, to stay vibrant, to stay beautiful. <laughs> You're going to give me his daughter, Daniel. Give me uh, <laughs> let, let, Let's move on. Let's get on back to the main text. I'm telling you, you know, see, I, I'm going to lay it down the way it's supposed to be laid down. All, all praise to the most high God. He gets all the glory. Hold on for a sec. Okay. TV down it's a little too loud. Okay. All right. So let's um let's go ahead. Where we at now? We getting back to the main text now. Okay, Genesis. Genesis two and four. Oh man, thank these, you, Father. Thank you. Come on. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. Mm -hmm. And the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Mm -hmm. And every, plant, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So you see how good the Lord was to us? We didn't even have to labor. The Lord just watered everything from under the earth. There was a mist that went up. You know how we have sprinklers on our lawn to water the grass and stuff? Yeah. We didn't have to do none of that. We didn't have to do no planting or no flowers. We didn't have to do, we didn't have to worry about nothing. There wasn't no weeds growing back then. Nothing, nothing. It was all beautiful, perfect, like paradise. Right? That's how it's going back to being when the Lord redoes the earth over again. Um, what happened where, where he stopped doing that then? Because that's when sin, sin kicked in. And, and we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. You just be patient. All right. All right. Come on. Yeah. All right. Come on. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Mm -hmm. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Okay. Stop right there. Okay. You got second, pull up second Ezra's three and five on the internet if you don't have it. Oh, second who? Second Ezra's is going to be E-S-D-R-A-S. That's the same as Ezra in, in the Bible that you have, but this is, it is spelled Ezra's in the, uh, and that's Greek. Ezra's okay. is Greek for Ezra. 
Which one? The Esdras? Second mm-hmm. Esdras, 3 and 5. Read that from And gave us a body unto Adam without soul, which was the workmanship of thine hands. And this breathed into him the breath of life, and he was made living before thee. Okay, so that's just another another area in our Bible that confirms what the Lord actually did that day. Okay, read that again. Mm-hmm. And gavest a body unto Adam without soul, which was the workmanship of thine hands. Mm-hmm. And this breathed into him the breath of life, and he was made living before thee. Now, once you, once the Lord issues you a soul, he gives you your own personality, your own intuitiveness, your own creativity, and everything is wrapped up in that soul that he gives you. Okay, that's but why right. did Adam have one? Hmm. Because he had to issue it to him. He said he had an issue? He issued his soul from heaven. There's a pool of souls that the Lord has in the third heaven that he sends into the body that he fashions. He doesn't fashion, he doesn't he doesn't have to no longer fashion it from the earth like he originally did. It is now uh-huh. it is now through the wound of a woman. But it was originally done from the earth. Because we because this is our dwelling place. You see that? Yeah, you see that? See that? Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, the Lord does everything decently in order. Why would he fashion us, our our actual physical body, in the third heaven when we're going to live on the earth? So he he fashioned us from the place that we will be a part of and dwell with. That's why our bodies, our physical bodies, have all of the different uh, vitamins and minerals that the earth has in it. Right. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So let's um let's go on back. Let's go on back and go on down to verse eight, Genesis two and eight. Eight. Oh, and, and also I wanted to also point out uh, Genesis two and seven, where it says, "And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life." Okay. We're going to deal with that breath of life also because that is his laws, his statutes, and his commandments. Okay. okay. All right. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, keep going. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. <laughs> and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, so let's deal with, let's deal with, let's break this down because this is actually really, really deep. Okay, so if you go back over it, read it again. Mm-hmm. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The uh-huh. tree of life also in the midst of the garden in the tree of knowledge of good and evil okay so let's deal with the lord god caused every tree made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight let's deal with that let's deal with that yeah so okay so let's deal with fruit trees for example can you name let's have some fun can you name some fruit trees 
not really, like an apple tree. Okay, an okay, very good. Keep going. Um, um an orange tree. Mm-hmm. Um they have cherry trees? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. They cherry- got sour cherry trees too. Oh wow. Oh sour cherry tree. Mm-hmm. Um You got avocado trees? Avocado trees? I'm mm-hmm. avocado. Yeah. You got, um, they got lemon trees. Wow, yeah, lemon trees. See, I don't see all of these every every day. Uh-huh. That's right, that's right. Fig trees go to show you how much we had at our fingertips that we don't no more. We had to go through. We got to go. We got to go through hell and high water to get these things now. When we could just go and pick them. Okay. Wow. Um, then you got the peach trees. Right. You got mangoes. Yeah. You got pomegranates. Mm-hmm. You got plum. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You got loquat. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, this stuff I never, some of the stuff I never even heard of, but it, it offers benefits to our bodies. Okay. You got pear. Mm-hmm. Apricot. You got one, a fruit that's called Morris Alba. Wow. You got persimmon. You got jackfruit, you got mm-hmm. lychee, you got cashew. I didn't know cashews grew on the tree. Um, you got you got Quincy. Quincy. Yeah, Quincy. You got almond. You got orange. You said orange already. Grapefruit, and you got coconut, and that's just a few. Okay. So um, and then let's move on. Let's go back to the main text. Okay. So that's what was for the physical body that he formed in the dust, okay? But now what we needed for the spirit man now, see that? So Lord, he nurtures both the physical body and he nurtures the spiritual body also, the spirit man, okay? So now we're gonna deal with the spirit man. And then it says, and good for food and the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, okay? So let's deal with that now. So there's a, a, a tree of life in yeah. the middle of the garden. A tree of life in the middle of the garden, okay? So, uh, and we could eat from that freely, okay? Give me Ecclesiasticus 19.19. Ecclesiasticus, not Ecclesiastes. That's that's going to be in the park, so you probably had to Google that. Okay, Ecclesiasticus. Ecclesiasticus 19, verse 19. begin with the knowledge the knowledge the knowledge of the commandments of the Lord is the doctrine of life and they that do things that please him shall receive the fruit of the tree of immortality see that thing 
See that? So that's the knowledge it tells you in the beginning. It says the knowledge of the commandments of the so Lord. Yeah. It's what's doctrine of life. That's that spiritual tree. That's that spiritual fruit. Now we're gonna find out more in detail <laughs> what that fruit is. Okay. Give me uh let's go to Ephesians 5 and 9. Ephesians 5 verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Okay. Now let's now, now, now let's go to Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lusts. See that thing? See that thing? That's, that's that spiritual fruit that's going to bring you life. Let's read it again. Okay, verse uh, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such, there is no law. No, nobody can come against you when you do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it says, against such, there is no law. There's no law of condemnation. There's no law that can come against you when you do this. Okay. See that thing? See that thing? Okay. See that thing? Okay. <laughs> so, so let's do, uh, let's go to, um, let's go. This is what gives us that eternal life. So, so uh, let's go to the tree of knowledge and good and evil now. Let's go to Galatians because we know that this is spiritual, just like this was spiritual, right? Right. Okay, so let's go and find out what type of spirits these are, okay? Galatians 5, 16 through 21. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. See that the same law that tried to come against the the the, the, the spirit man, but could but had no power. They couldn't do nothing to him, right? He was he's right. totally blameless, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, come on. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, mm -hmm. which are these. Come on. Adultery, fornic fornication, uncleanness, mm -hmm. lasciviousness. Lasciviousness. And we can also go in on those, but I, you know, for the sake of time, you know, we can always go in on those later on. Okay, come on. Adultery, witchcraft, hatreds, variance, emulate. Emulations. 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 Wrath. Strife. Seditions. 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 Heresies. Envying. Envyings, yes. Murders. Mm -hmm. Drunkenness. Revelings. And such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in, the, in time past, 
that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now I got a question for you, and I know you I know you're gonna get score A on this. Is this not describing the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So this, you know, the Lord, he makes everything simplistic. It's the devil that comes and he makes things complicated. You see, the Lord, he makes it very plain and clear. This is this and that is that. Anything in between is of the devil. <laughs> I don't understand verse 18. Okay, verse 18. Let's go there again. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Okay, now, okay, so then let's go back up again. Let's go back up to 16. Just going to explain it. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there's either the, the, the Spirit of life or the lust of the flesh, right? It's no in-between. It's just one or the other, right? Okay. So we know that this is the spirit that bring. These are the spirits that bring life. We just covered those in, I believe, it was Galatians five twenty two. Yeah. 20. Let's go. Let's go down, and, and we're gonna cover those again. Galatians okay. five twenty, and it's beautiful. The Lord got it all in the same chapter. Galatians right. five twenty two through twenty three. This is that spirit. Come on down with me. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. That's that's the one you can't touch. Can't touch this. <laughs> that's the one that can't be touched because it's the love, it's the perfect love of God. Okay, but why does it say, but if you are led by your spirit, you are not under the law? How is it not? Because the law is not the law is just a schoolmaster to bring us to understand that we should walk in the commandments up until that time we're fighting against the commandments. So if you're not fighting against the if you're fighting against the commandments, how are you doing it willfully? And if you're not doing it willfully, how can you please the Lord? Because he said, without faith, it's impossible to please me, right? So that means you're you're fighting against the will of God, which means you're really not doing it. You're doing it grudgingly. Mm. You're so not, it's like if it's not true. Exactly. So you are obeying the commandments, but you're doing them willfully now. You're not doing them again. Oh, I got to go in and do this Sabbath day thing, man. I'll see you later. You see what I'm saying? It's different when you're doing it like that because you're really not doing it. If you're not doing it from love. That's the reason why it says down here. That's the reason why it says, um, where is it at? It says, uh, oh God, where is it at? Okay. <laughs> but verse 23, meekness, temperance, against such there's no law. Because this is your way of life now. You, you accept it. You don't fight against it. You don't try to question the Lord every, at every turn. Lord, why this? Why that? Lord, why? You see what I'm saying? Now you understand. That's why the Bible says, with all that and getting, get an understanding. You see what I'm saying? You ain't fighting against it. You ain't looking for no 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 loopholes to get out of doing it. You and you, right. you you are embracing this thing, and now you can be a worker for the Lord because now people see you and they saying, "Man, y'all see your life has really changed." You know, you are you are, <laughs> you are really a blessed woman. 
You know, I remember seeing you before. You look like you was mad all the time, struggling. You was arguing with people all the time, cussing people out, ready to fight, ready to stab them, ready to get them, ready to run them over the car. You see what I'm saying? And, and now, look at you. You just feel like you just got such great peace. That's because there's no more struggle. Okay. There's no more struggle with your father. Okay. You see? Okay. So let's um let's get on back. Let's get on back. I hope you're taking notes. Because you know, yeah. yeah, all right. All right. So um that's beautiful. I love that about you. Okay, so let's um okay, let's get on back to the main text. Let's get on back to the main text. Genesis 2, verse 10. Genesis 2, verse 10. And the river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. Okay, just for uh, ge ge geography, geographical purposes, I'm going to just read this to you. It says, the location of Eden, or the Garden of Eden, is described in the book of Genesis as the source of four tributaries. Among scholars who consider it to have been real, there have been various suggestions for its location. At the head of the Persian Gulf in southern Mesopotamia, now Iraq, where the Tigris and Euphrates rivers run into the sea, and in Armenia. Okay, what? so I just want to throw that in there. So like in, in the area of Iraq. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's move on down. Genesis 211. Every now and then I'll throw in like extra tidbits for you. Okay, cool. Thanks. The name of the first is Pison. 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 Mm -hmm. The name of the first is Python. That is it which compasses the whole land of Havila. So so Pison went around the whole land of Havila. That's what it Havila. means. That's that's what it means. Okay, come on. Where there is gold. Okay. Come on. So that was the first one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the gold of that land is good. Mm -hmm. There is... Bedellium? Bedellium and the onyx stone. Okay, hold on. I just want to give you some little uh, tidbits on that. It says gold. I thought you as a, as, a, as a young lady would appreciate this. It says gold, a yellow precious metal, the chemical element of atomic number 79, used especially in jewelry and decoration and to guarantee the value of currencies. Okay, now bdellium is a fragrant resin produced by a number of trees related to myrrh used in perfumes. What? Yeah, and then you have the oinx stone. Let me see where we at. Why don't you pull that up so you can read with me the oink stone definition? Definition. Uh, it says oink is a gemstone that's especially known for its opaque all black variety. Other varieties are black with quite different color layers, including white. Oinks is commonly used in jewelry. Historically, oinks were popular as a material for cameos, engraved gems. Sometimes it is dyed or artificially colored. Okay, all right. So it's mentioned in the book of Genesis, and the gold of that land is good. 
there's Fidelium and the Oynix stone. The Oynix was to be placed in the fourth row of the breastplate, along with the barrel stone and Jasper, and they were to be encased in gold. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad stone. I mean, when you look at pictures, you see a picture of it? No, I didn't look up at the picture. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, nice, it's a nice stone. Okay, so uh, we can move on. I just thought you might enjoy that. Yeah, I love crystals. That's all. Uh, <laughs> say we do it back at Genesis 2 and 13. Genesis 2 and the name of the second river is Gaia Gaia the same is it that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia okay hold right there it says in ancient times the name Ethiopia was primarily used to refer to the modern day nation of Sudan which is based in the upper Nile Valley and located south of Egypt also called Kush and then secondarily in reference to sub-Saharan Africa in general. Okay, all right, so we can move on. And the name of the third river is... Hittical. That is which goeth toward the east of Assyria. Mm -hmm. And the fourth river is Euphrates. 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 Excuse me. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Okay, let's uh, go to Ezekiel 34 and 31. Ezekiel 34 and 31. And you said 34, 31? Uh-huh. And ye my flock, the flock of my pasture, are man, and I am your God saying the Lord God. You see what the Lord said? All of his leadership are men, okay? And I thought that would be significant for you because I know the devil got you struggling with certain things concerning men, so I wanted to give you that understanding. Um, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress and to keep it. Okay, so he kept the doors of it and he also was in charge of the whole garden. Now, this is even before his wife comes along into the picture, okay? And then uh, when you go back to uh, uh, Ezekiel 34 and 31, it says, And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. Now, I'm going to give you more understanding to help you to understand the significance and the value of the woman as it pertains to God's plan for her. Okay, so I want, I just want, we want to make sure that as we go in the book of beginnings, we want to understand, okay, because the, after we leave Genesis and we delve into other books, we no longer will have to go back and you know, I have to say why this and why that, because this is the right. beginning of all things right here. So the Lord did it like that in the beginning, because he's a God that doesn't change. Okay. <laughs> There's a reason. If there was a change, there's a reason other than God that it happened for. <laughs> okay. All okay. right. So uh, Ezekiel 34 and 31, read that one more time, then we're going to move on. And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, and I'm your God, saith the Lord. Okay. Okay. So let's move on. Genesis 2 and 16, please. 2 and 16. 
So who is telling this? Who who is telling the Genesis? This is an account that was given by Moses. Okay, so Moses is in Genesis. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, mm-hmm. Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest, therefore, thou shalt surely die. And the, the day that thou eatest thereof, if you eat from this tree, you're going to die. That's basically right. what the Lord is saying. Now, now, did, did we... Do you know anything about Genesis, Genesis, the account? Anything? Nothing. Okay. So then I'm going to wait for that. So read that one more time, and then we're going to go over to Romans, the sixth chapter and the 16th verse. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest, there thereof thou you're going you're gonna to surely die I promise you you know how our people say I promise you I promise you yeah the, yeah the, yeah. this is where they, they, they need to be seeing it over here I promise you you're going to die you eat from this tree okay um, let's go to uh, Romans 6 and 16 Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. You see that thing? You see that thing? So that, that lines right up with what the Lord said here in Genesis 2.17. It says, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So if you yield yourself to the enemy, which is Luke, which is Satan in the garden, you do what he tell you to do and eat from his tree versus eat from my tree, which is the tree of life, you're going to die spiritually. Right. Okay? okay, so let's move on. Let's get back to the main text, Genesis 2 and 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. I will make I will make him and help meet for him. Uh-huh. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every breast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought unto them and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. Okay, hold on. That's, uh, we wanna we wanna deal with that uh, verse eighteen. Okay, uh, yeah. let's go to. Uh, hold on for a second. Okay. You got any questions or anything? You, you notice anything that just stood out to you so far? 
Um, no, pretty much I've asked every question. Um, give me uh, Tobit 8 and 6. Tobit? Yeah, you gotta have to uh, get that on the internet. Tobit 8 and 6. Oh. Thou madest Adam and gavest him Eve, his wife, for an helper and stay. Of them came mankind. Thou thou hast said, it is not good that man should be alone. Let us make unto him an aid like unto himself. You see how the, the wife has to be aligned with her husband? You see that? Right. See that? Read that again. I want that to get in there real good because this is gonna be part. This is gonna be part of your big blessing. This is gonna be part of your biggest blessing in your whole life, knowing what role you are to play under your husband. Listen to this. Read it again. Thou madest Adam and gavest him Eve, his wife. Or helper and stay. Uh, and, and, and when it say helper and stay, listen, that is a tremendous responsibility for her. She has yeah. a tremendous responsibility. And with, wait, with, with great responsibility comes what? Great expectation. Great, great expectation. Mm. Okay. Great honors also. Yes. Yes, come on and read that, finish that. Of them came mankind. Mm -hmm. Thou hast said, it is not good that man should be alone. Let us make unto him an aid like unto himself. So she's supporting the vision that the Lord has given the man, the leader. She supports it in every way. Every single way. Because why? As she as she's growing in the spirit, she understands. So until you understand how it's supposed to work completely, you shouldn't get married. Agree. That's right, because that's decent and in order. Okay, so let's move on. Let's get back to the main text, Genesis two and nineteen. Genesis two. Okay. Genesis two and nineteen. And out of the ground. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every breast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Okay, hold it right there. So basically, Adam was a human computer. He was, I mean, his mind was not distracted by sin. So his, he, he, he used his brain at an optimum level. I mean, he, he was, he was, his brain was more powerful than the most powerful computer. Wow. Yeah. So it says facts about the brain in the world today. Okay. It says the brain is, uh, it says the brain today is not able to multitask. It's impossible. But Adam's brain was able to multitask. Okay. 
Um, it says an adult brain weighs three pounds. About 75% of the brain is made up of water. The human brain will triple its size the first year of life. Headaches are caused by a chemical reaction. The human brain contains approximately 100 billion neurons. It is a myth that humans only use 10% of our brain. That's not a myth. That's actually true because we've gotten dumber over the ages. It says, I'm serious. Uh, you don't believe me, just go down to the hood. Cholesterol is key to learning and memory. Did you hear that? that now that's some tidbits right there for cookers. It says cholesterol is key to learning and memory. Dreams are believed to be a combination of imagination, physiological factors, and neurological factors. Short-term memory lasts about 20 to 30 seconds. A brain, yeah, short-term memory. And it says a brain freeze is really a warning signal. For what? Okay, I'll read that. It says officially called shenopalatine. Uh, Man, these words are something else. Gangly, gang, gangleonurologic. <laughs> you got, uh, I'm gonna just call it G. Uh, G, a brain freeze happens when you eat or drink something that's too cold. I've had that happen before. Yeah. It chills the blood vessels and arteries in the, in the very back of the throat, including the ones that take blood to your brain. These constrict when they're cold and opens back up when they're warm again, causing the pain in your forehead. This is your brain telling you to stop what you're doing to prevent unwanted changes due to temperature. Wow. Okay. That was good. That was good knowledge right there. Yeah. Uh, the brain can't feel pain. What? Yep. The brain can't feel pain. So, it, so if you poke it, if you poke it, it can't feel that. The human brain gets smaller as we get older. Wow. Okay. Alcohol affects your brain in ways that include blurred vision, slurred speech, and an unsteady walk and more. Your brain is a random, well, we all know about that one. Your brain is a <laughs> random thought generator. Okay. Do you drink? Uh, liquor. Occasionally? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your brain uses 20% of the oxygen and blood in your body. Uh, exercise is just as good for your brain as it is for your body. Of course, yeah, I know about that. Okay, the visual areas of the brain are in the back. Brain activity can power a small light bulb. Wow, wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Reading out loud uses different brain circuits than reading silently. Hmm, that's some good knowledge. What? <laughs> okay. Your brain is mostly fat. Sleep is imperative. See, see, see that? See that? Sleep is imperative. What does that remind you of? What are we studying? The Sabbath day of rest. See that? See that? Sleep is imperative. It says imperative. What does imperative mean? Very crucial. Very important. See how, see how the Lord loving us? A lot, of, a lot of our people don't even know how much he's loving them. See, look at this. Okay. Uh, let me see. Okay, so okay, so if you want copies of that, I can send you all that so you can read already in your leisure. Uh, yeah. but let's get on back to uh, uh, let's get on back to the main text. Yeah, there you go. 
And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every breast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. Okay, so I wanted to give you a Hebrew definition of help there. It says, uh, the Hebrew definition means aid or help, which we already read it in the scriptures, but I just wanted to show you that it's, that's also the Hebrew definition, so we on point. Okay. Okay, so let's move on back to Genesis 2, 21. Mm-hmm. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Okay, now we're going to learn some things about this rib that will soon be called the woman. Let's learn some things about the actual human rib. It says the human ribs regrow. By comparison, rib, rib bones show an unusual capacity to regrow and repair themselves, even when a large portion is damaged. Wow. Previous research suggests that the connective tissue around the ribs helps to support and coordinate bone healing. Now I'm gonna show you how profound this is. Now the woman is made from the rib of the man. And it's saying here that ribs show an unusual capacity to regrow and repair themselves. Right. What this is showing you is how much the, the Lord has blessed our women to be able to overcome near death experiences. No, be able to overcome life, period. So that Woody Lynch syndrome, that Stockholm syndrome, that stuff, once you, once you connect yourself with the Most High's word, because you got to connect with him because that's the whole purpose, right? We, we stay yeah. connected with our Heavenly Father, right? Yeah. We could do nothing without him. We could do it for a time, but eventually we're going to run out of gas and we're going we gonna, to we gonna die. But we have to stay connected with him and then we can do this because remember, as long as this rib is in the body connected to the blood, it can do this. But outside of that blood, it can't do that. The blood is the life source of the body. So the woman has to stay connected to her life source, which is the Heavenly Father and the Son Christ. Okay. And then she can, she had then has the unusual capacity to regrow and to repair herself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Okay. So it says, uh, so then it says another thing. Now, check this out. Do you really need your ribs? Okay. So this is for the man. Okay. Your ribs serve a vital purpose in protecting the organs in your chest cavity. Although your ribs are sturdy, they can be vulnerable to injuries and other diseases that can cause rib pain. But ultimately, those ribs protect that man's vital organs. So that's what that's what she's supposed to do. That's why the Bible the Bible says calls her a, a helper and a stay. Right. Woo, Lord have mercy. Hold on for a second. I'm finna show you something. See, see, our women don't know their value. But the Lord, you don't know it today. Hold on. Let me show you. Um, let, let me let me show you what the Lord says. Um, let me show you what something else the Lord says 
about about um the wife. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Oh yeah, I'm finna show you. Let me see. Get Ecclesiasticus 26 and 22. 26 and 22. Read that. He said 21, 22. Ecclesiasticus 26, verse 22. Shoot, I had to punch that in there. You you got me on some other stuff, boy. I said, right, let me get this good stuff right quick and throw it up in there. <laughs> Shoot, man. Now, see, that that's what happens when you're trying to teach the way that the Lord is pleased with you teaching his children. This yeah. The Lord gives you more. He gives. He just keep it giving it to you. Um, Ecclesiastes 26 and 22. Read that. And harlot shall be accounted as spittle. A harlot shall be as counted as the spit in your mouth. But, come on. Mm-hmm. But a married woman is a come on, come on. But a married woman is a tower against death. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Read it again. Read it again. <laughs> but a married woman is a tower against death to her husband. Don't that sound like what that rib was doing for them vital organs? But a married woman is a tower against death, protecting her husband. Yeah. Or being close to her husband like a red. Yeah, cause she praying for him. You see what I'm saying? She's a mm-hmm. right. That's a righteous woman. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous avail much. She praying for. Us. She ain't going against his leadership. She ain't trying to defame him. She ain't trying to get ahead of him. She ain't compete with him. She's praying for him in her proper place. And because she's in her proper place, playing for her head, the Lord is making her a tower. Amen. A tower against death. Amen. Come on, now you you think that man would treat that bad? Come on now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You keeping, the, you keeping death from getting me? I, I'm gonna treat you bad. Come right, on now. Right. I mean, does it make sense? Ain't no man in this white mind gonna do a woman wrong that he know this woman prays for me. Okay. When I'm out here, the devil could hit me with his car, he could shoot me with his gun, but this woman, as long as I got this woman praying for me, I ain't worried about nothing. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So this what it means about that that rib that's protected. Why you think the Lord took the rib? Why didn't he, why did why did he make her from a piece of his heart? His physical blood pumping blood pumping heart. Why do you think he didn't make her from a kidney? Because there was a significant revelation behind the rib. That is ridiculous. Ain't that that's some stuff, ain't it? You know and it's, it's so crazy because it's like you can't like you could possibly live without the ribs, but the ribs are what are protecting your organs. So you really You see, that's why it's important to study to show yourself approved unto God as a minister as a teacher because you can teach when I used to be in the Christian church they used to teach so shallow yeah. and, and, and it, it would be so shallow to where when you left you could still be wondering stuff Right. Wonder, you, see, you, see, yeah, you see what I mean so that's why the Bible says Study to show yourself approved unto God. 
See, they wasn't, a lot of that teaching wasn't approved unto God. Being rightly dividing the word of truth. Now we're dividing that truth properly. You see? So, so yeah, I just thought you would love that right there. That's some good understanding for you uh, as a future wife. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay, let's get back to the main text. And the Lord God caused the deep. Oh, I already did the, the. You can do it again if you like. Okay. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and mm -hmm. he slept. Mm -hmm. Took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken for man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Okay. And Come on. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Adam said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> hey, 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 I just got to say it like it, like it is, boy. That, you know, our people, I'm, I'm just putting it in our people words. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay. So 1 Corinthians 11, 8 through 12. Let's get that. Let's get some more on this right here because I want you to understand something. Uh, off of Genesis 2 and 23, we go on to 1 Corinthians 11, 8 through 12. For them. Mm -hmm. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Now you understand that now. You see what I'm saying? See, because mm -hmm. we broke down the rib where she originally came from. You see that? Yes. That's why our, our sisters is out here saying, yeah, I don't need no man. I don't need this. She don't even realize she came from it. You see what I'm and saying? And because she came from it, remember that rib cannot live and thrive without the body it came from. Wow. This is deep. I'm telling you, this is deep. That's why you are blessed. You, daughter of Zion, you are truly blessed in this day and time to be getting this level of teaching. Who is Zion? Daughter, you're a daughter of Zion, which means a daughter of the Most High. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. So that's what the Lord calls you, but you have to live up to that from day to day. Right, which is another question. I think that's kind of the question that I had. That's all right. That's all right. Write it down. We get it. Write it down. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 11, 8 through 12. Read that for me. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Now, you see, we covered that already. So you have understanding. It ain't nothing chauvinistic. It ain't because the exactly. Lord thinks the man better than the woman. You, you see what I'm saying? It's all yeah. about having an understanding as to how you are made and what you were made for. That's it. Literally. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. Wow. Okay, come no. on. Come on down. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. You see? Oh, my God. That's what we said earlier when I said when she gets down, she understands who she is. 
And then that that per that woman that understands who she is, she gets down on her on her hands and knees, and she well, on her knees, and she prays for the Lord, prays for her husband to the Lord. And look at what happens: the angels are activated. That's what <laughs> that's what that's what makes her that tower against death. Wow. For what does the Bible say? He shall, let's go over there. Hold on. Let's go over there. Hold on. Let's go over there. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to show you what she does when she prays for her husband or anybody. It could be a family member. We're talking about mainly her husband now. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to show you what happens for the husband. Let's go to Matthew 4 and 6. Matthew 4 and 6. Mm-hmm. And saith, saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Same the same thing happens for a man concerning uh, his wife. Because Christ, the man, is a shadow and type of Christ. And the woman is a shadow and type of the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay, so um, give me uh, let's go back. Let me see uh, let's cover First Corinthians eleven and three now. First Corinthians. Oh, we already did that, didn't we? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Or did we? Let me see. First Corinthians. I think you did eight through twelve. Uh, okay, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. Uh huh head of the woman is the man uh-huh. and the head of Christ is God. You see that? See the order? So you got God the Father, you got the Son, which is Christ and then you have the man and then you have the woman. Okay. Okay? Alright, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, verse 24. We're almost done. Verse 24 for what? Oh, Corinthians? Yeah, yeah, main text. Let's go back to the main text. Genesis 2 and 24. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, almost done. This is a good study. I'll praise to the most high. I'll praise to the most high. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Mm-hmm. So they were, they, they were not ashamed then. Why? What was that clothing? What was that clothing? We're finna find out, right? That's that's your question, right? 
Because I'm not understanding. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother? That's that's a man at home. Okay, just like normal normal marriage that happens here in in, in the world we dwell in. Okay, okay. Uh, when you're getting ready to be joined to your wife, you know, you're leaving. You might be staying at home with your mom and dad, right? Right. Both yeah. of y'all might be staying at home with your mom and dad because they married a y'all a lot younger in the Old Testament times. Right. Okay. You know? And plus that their families were like hooking them up and saying, "Hey, I think you'd be great for uh, this sister, sister, uh, daughter. I think you'd be great for this brother, this Hebrew." Okay, so let's um let's uh let's go ahead and get that. Read that again, then we're gonna go in on it. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Okay. Cleave means to join to. Okay. Cleave means to join to. Okay, so that's holy matrimony. Okay, so let's do let's do uh let's go to first Ezra's four twenty-one through twenty-five. Ezra or Esdras? Esdras, E-S. One. First Esdras, yeah. Four, 21 through 25. Actually, do uh, do 20. Do 20. Start with 20. Oh, start with verse 20? When ye were thirsty. Uh uh, nope. First Esdras 4 20 through 25. Mm -hmm. A lot of numbers there. I get confused myself sometimes. Right, I'm lying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is right, but I'm going to try it again. Yeah. A man leaveth. There we go. There we go. (laughs) A man leaveth his own father that brought him up, and his own country, and cleaveth unto his wife. See, so he left his own father's house and his own country where he grew up at, and he cleaved. He joined to his wife, or joined in holy matrimony. Okay. Okay. Keep going. He sticketh not to spend his life with his wife. And remembereth neither father nor mother nor country. This dude, when he see her, he be like, "I will see you later." <laughs> right. I'm out of here. Okay, come on. By this also ye must know that women have dominion over you. Mm-hmm. See that? Dude. See that? Now see how the Lord has given her power over him. Because he, because he leaves all things behind for her. See, but you got to understand something. What did I say? With, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. So by her knowing that she has this level of influence over him. Remember, this is the same woman that's a tower against death. That mm. prays for her husband. This ain't the wicked woman. We're going to get to the wicked woman, okay? <laughs> this ain't her. This is the same woman that's that's living righteously, that knows that, that she has power over her husband. She has influence. The word power basically means basically means influence. Right. Okay? But she's she's not using that influence to hurt him any in any way. She's using that influence to make him stronger. 
You see? Yeah. So, so okay, so I just need you to understand that as we go along because I know how the devil will try to get in people's minds. Come on. But, oh, okay. By this also, ye must know that women have dominion over you. Mm -hmm. Do ye not labor and toil and give and bring all to the woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Hey, the Lord keeping it real, ain't he? You see what I'm saying? Like he really like, look, I know y'all be out here doing what y'all do, but at the end of the day, your woman is your woman. At the end of the day, that man's gonna take care of that woman. He okay. gonna make sure, honey, is there anything you need me to pick up for you? I'm cut get just getting off. You know, things like this. You know, exactly. and nine times out of ten, she gonna be like, "Oh no, sweetie, I just want you." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but you feel what I'm saying? This is just—I'm uh -huh. just trying to give you scenarios with how our people, when we when we when we when we, when we write, with how we do. You see what I'm saying? For sure. Yes. Okay, so come on, let's keep reading. Yeah, a man taketh his sword and goeth his way to rob and to steal. To sail upon the sea and upon rivers and look up. Now, now hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 deal with twenty three. Now okay. this this the Lord is he went from a good man. Now he switched over to another type of man, a man that's wicked, a man that's out here. He ain't he violating all kind of commandments, okay? But he he wants to make his wicked woman happy. You see what I'm saying? So you had a righteous man that want to make his righteous woman happy. You got the wicked man that want to make his wicked woman happy. Okay? So what, what the Lord is basically saying here is that whether it's a wicked man or whether it's a righteous man, he's going to try to make his woman happy. That's basically what this is saying. So read verse 23 again. Yeah, a man taketh his sword and goeth his way to rob and to steal. To sail upon the sea and upon rivers. Uh huh. Come on. And looketh upon a lion and goeth so in the this, dark. So this this dude. So so this could be either the righteous or the the wicked man. But he 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 he's made bold. He he he's emboldened because he's saying I'm 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 getting mine for mine. You see what I'm saying? I'm going for mine. I'm getting mine. Like you see a lot of these young cats, there's rappers and stuff, and they they they, they like the strippers in the club and stuff like that, and they going for what they go. They want to get the great. They want to make it rain. <laughs> they want to make it rain. You know what I'm saying? That, that this is what they going through their mind. The the women gonna be there. You know it's gonna be popping. You know, you know this is how they thinking. You know, but then the righteous man is thinking. You know, hey, you know, listen, I have a righteous woman. There's nothing that I wouldn't do for her. You see, now the difference between the re the, the he he would give his he would give a liver he would he would give a kidney for for a righteous man to give his kidney for his righteous woman. Uh, he might even give his heart on the operating table, and when she wake up, she she asks for him, and he'd be like, uh, well, "We gonna wait for a while to tell you about your husband." Because she's she's still recovering, you know. And then when she wake up, and then when she gets strong, they say, "Your husband actually gave you his heart." You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? This is how this is how far the, the righteous man will go. Now the wicked man would be like, man, she in the hell with that man. I'm living, man. Yeah. You know, that, that'd be a wicked man, you know what I'm saying, to say something like that. But but that's the difference between the righteous man and the wicked man. The the, the righteous is better than his neighbor. And that, that's what that means. He's he's better than his neighbor because he has the the true the, the fruits of true love. Remember, we covered that earlier. You see, he had, he possesses the fruits of true love, what she really needs. You see, 
Okay, so let's go. Let's uh, let's go ahead and um, where, where, where are we at now? Twenty-four. Okay, read that. And looketh upon a lion, and goeth in the darkness. And when he hath stolen, spoiled, and robbed, he bringeth it to his love. He bringeth it to that wicked woman that he loved. Come on. <laughs> Wherefore? <laughs> I mean, Come on. Yeah, I'm just keeping where, this, this making a plane. Come on. Right. Wherefore, a man loveth his wife better than father or other. That's right. He loved that woman like it ain't no get out. Come on. Yeah, many there be that have run out of their wits for women. And you niggas done went crazy over 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 <laughs> women. Niggas, I mean, <laughs> this is some real stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm a witness to that. You know, you had. You, that's why I'm laughing. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, I, we dealing with men right now. We ain't dealing with women. We know women do the stuff too, but we dealing with men. You know, men lose, they lose their minds over, over, over their woman sometimes. You know, it's just like, um, if a man come in and he sees his woman, um, getting it on with another man, they, do you notice a law that if he kills that man or, or that woman too, that he, he could, um, claim, um, temporary insanity and be off? What? Yeah. Yeah. It's on the books. As a matter of fact, um, what, um, uh, uh, Google this. Can a married man, uh, uh, claim temporary insanity? Read that. I mean, get that. <laughs> yeah, this is some deep stuff, you know, because they know how, what it does to a man psychologically when he comes in and sees something like that. Get that right quick. Can a married man claim temporary insanity? The policy supporting the insanity defense is twofold. First, an insane defendant does not have control over his or her conduct. This is similar to a defendant who is hypnotized or sleepwalking. Second, an insane defendant does not have the ability to form criminal intent. Without the ability to control conduct or the understanding that conduct is evil or wrong by society's standards, an insane defendant is presumably presumably will commit crimes again and again. Thus, no deterrent effect is served by punishment and treatment for the mental defect is the appropriate remedy. Yeah. And you can hmm. do, do more, uh, do more, oh, okay, go ahead. Let's see. Uh, temporary insanity defense, I think that's what it is. Let's see. <laughs> 
says the insanity defense, also known as the mental disorder defense, is an affirmative defense by excuse in a criminal case, arguing that the defendant is not responsible for their actions due to an episodic or persistent psychiatric disease at the time of the criminal act. This is contrasted with an excuse of provocation in which the defendant is responsible, but the responsibility is lessened due to a temporary mental state. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. So you can go and you can get insanity defense. That probably will give you more. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that's the type of impact that it has on 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 a man or a woman. That's why it's best, best to obey the Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So um, let me see. Um, okay. So we we done with first Esther four twenty through twenty five. I don't know. We oh yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on here and finish up um, Genesis two and twenty five. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Okay, so give me, um, so the Lord, he speaks in similitudes. Okay, get the definition of similitude for me right Sim- quick. Similitude. So it's S-I-M-I-L-I-T-U-D-E-S. Get that for me. And then we go on to Hosea 12 and 10. The quality or state of being similar to something, a comparison between two things. Okay, so read that, read the, read the uh, scripture again. Read, read, read that scripture again. Genesis 2 and 25. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. So this was not a physical nakedness at the time. Okay, it will, it's going to be a physical nakedness, but right now it's not. Okay, because they were covered in something. Okay, so let's see what that something was. Give me Hosea 12 and 10. Hosea 12 and 10. I have also spoken by the prophets, and I've multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the prophets. Okay, so this is what the Lord was using here. He was using a similitude. Okay, so give me, uh, give me Second Ezra's four and three. Second Ezra's four and three. We're gonna go there. We're gonna see it again. Hold on. Second Ezra's four and three. Mm-hmm. And we know what a similitude is because we got the definition. Okay, come on. As just four and three. Mm-hmm. Then said I, Yeah, my Lord. And he answered me and said, I am sent to shoe thee three ways and to set four three similitudes before thee okay okay so we got that out the way okay so let's move on to psalms 132 and 9 psalms 132 and 9 psalms 132. wait wait psalms what psalms we're in psalms now psalms 132 and 9 
be ye not no, 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 no. Psalms 132. I only have chapter one and it doesn't go to nothing else. Uh, is that is that, the, is that the book of Psalms? No, this is not the book of Psalms. Okay, book the, we're in the book of Psalms, chapter 132, verse 9. Right, that's what I'm saying. I only see chapter 1 through... Oh, 132. There you go. There you go. It's verse 9. Mm-hmm. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. So what type of clothes did they have on? Read that again. Right. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness. So what type of garments did they have on? Righteousness. Righteousness. Okay. So that's what Adam and Eve had on them. Okay, give me Isaiah 61 and 10. Isaiah 61. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. You see that thing? Mm-hmm. So he, so she put on what? A robe uh, of righteousness. Robe of righteousness. You see that thing? So he did. They didn't have physical clothes on. They were covered by a Shekinah glory, which is a glow. You couldn't even see their bodies because it was glowing. You see what I'm saying? So, so, yeah. So as we move forward into the next chapter, right, which would be next week, we're going, you're going to see that they didn't have on clothes. They didn't have on clothes until after the fall. The Lord made them sheepskins to put on. You see what I'm saying? Why though? Yeah, huh? Why didn't they have on clothes? There you go. Trying to get ahead of the game again. Naughty, naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Naughty, naughty. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. So the Lord is teaching you patience through all this too now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just keep hanging in there. Keep hanging in there. Keep growing in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And pretty soon you're gonna be there. You're gonna be right where the Lord wants you to be. Where is that? Naughty, naughty. There you go again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Inquiry minds want to know, don't they? Want to tell you, know what I'm yeah. just, just, just know this: it's gonna be in a better place than you, where you are now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, just know that. All right. All right. Well, Israel, we have fun uh, chopping up the scriptures. I have fun chopping up scriptures. All uh, praise to the Most High for Sister Amai, and uh, we gonna get on up out of here. But we just want to bid you a shalom. And uh, we'll see you next time. Shalom, Israel. Shalom.